0: to our speaker. All right, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Very thankful to be able to be here tonight and to be back here at MK Camp. And this week is an incredible opportunity that all of you have to move forward for Christ. Now, as a missionary kid growing up right here in Thika. I always look forward to the opportunity to come to IBM K Camp. It was always the best week of the year for me. So let me give you a spoiler alert. This week will be the best week of the year for each and every one of you. So many activities, fun things to do, team competitions. But the most important thing for this week is the special work that God wants to do in each and every one of your hearts. And we are on a journey this week, more specifically, we are on a safari. How many of you have been on safari before? That's what I expect. Everyone's been on safari before, and that's always very exciting to see all the animals, to wonder if, A rhino or an elephant is going to charge your vehicle or something like that. But this week, we are on a safari of life. The Gospel Safari, as the title says right there, and as you have in your camp books. So go ahead and open your camp books there and you'll see the outline that we're going to be going through this evening. The Gospel Safari begins with salvation salvation is the most important decision that anyone can ever make so we're going to see what the bible has to say about that as we begin take your bibles also and turn to the book of first john the book of first john towards the end of the new testament in your bibles and we're going to begin there in just a few minutes. So the book of First John, uh, we're going to look at a number of different verses tonight, uh, but 1 John chapter 5 is where we're going to find our first verse this evening. But before we get there, I'd like us to think about what we see there on the screen, and that is point number one, decision, and then the blank there, I believe in your camp book should be what to do, decision, what do, And that is the key word that we want to think about as we begin here this evening. The key word is decision, what to do. And the reason we're saying that is because this is what salvation boils down to. Any boy, any girl, any young person, any adult must at some point in their life make the decision to be saved. Now, if we think about a safari, You know, a safari doesn't just happen automatically. Uh, Perhaps mom or dad decides that, you know what, our family needs to go on a safari. We need to go to a game park or something. It's not enough just to see a few animals on TV. We need to see it up close and personal, all of those different animals. And then the safari can happen, right? Wrong. No. Someone has to decide when to go on safari. Are we going to go right now? Are we going to go this afternoon? Are we going to go tomorrow? Are we going to go on safari next week? Somebody has to make a decision. When are we going to go on safari? And then the safari can happen, right? No, not yet. Because then someone has to decide where to go on safari. Are we going to go on safari in Nairobi? Or maybe Amboseli, Or maybe up by Mount Kenya? Or maybe we're going to go all the way to Kilimanjaro? Or maybe the Mara? Where are we going? Somebody, somebody has to decide, somebody has to make a decision where the safari is going to take place. And then the safari can happen, right? Wrong. No, because then somebody has to decide what to take on safari and when we're going to leave and how we're going to pay for the safari. What are we going to wear? What are we going to eat on safari? How long is this going to be? Who all is going on safari? And if you think about it, there's so many decisions that go into a successful safari. But I have some good news for you. Salvation is not a whole bunch of decisions. Salvation is a one-time decision. There in your camp books, you can go ahead and fill that in. Salvation is a one-time decision. There's nobody on earth... There's nobody anywhere who has to decide over and over and over again to get saved. The safari of life, the gospel safari, begins with one simple decision. A decision that needs to be made only one time in your entire life. And the good news that we see here in 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 13 is that Somebody can be sure, one hundred percent, that they are saved and on their way to heaven. You can be sure. First John chapter five and verse number thirteen. Alright, first John chapter five and verse thirteen. The Bible says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that's Jesus Christ that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. John is telling us here that we can know and be completely sure that we are saved and on our way to heaven. I was adopted by my parents when I was just eight months old, and growing up, my dad was and still is a pastor. So my parents were saved, Uh, my older brother was saved as well. We were in church every single week for multiple services, and every day as well during the week, we were taught Bible stories, Bible songs similar to the ones that we sang this evening, but despite all of that, I came to a point one day and realized that I needed to be saved. And make that decision for myself. You know, I was not automatically going to be saved just because I was an MK, like all of you. I was not automatically going to be saved because I was in church every Sunday, every midweek service. I was not automatically going to be saved just because my dad was a pastor. I was not going to automatically get saved because I knew a bunch of Bible stories and Bible songs. I was not going to get to heaven because of all of those other really, really good things. I needed to make that one-time decision to be saved. So one day, when I was around seven years old, do we have any seven-year-olds in here? No seven-year-olds. Oh, that's high one day I was seven years old and I went into my dad's room and I told him, you know what, I don't think I am saved. In fact, I'm sure that I am not saved. What do I need to do in order to be saved? We sat down, he took his Bible and he showed me several simple things from the word of God. The first thing that he showed me was the problem of sin. Letter A, the problem Of sin. Take your Bible and go over to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3. Still in the New Testament, more towards the beginning. Romans chapter number 3. Gonna see a few different verses here. First thing that he showed me when I needed to be saved was the fact that there is a problem of sin. Romans chapter number three. And go ahead and look at verse number 10. Romans chapter 3, and verse 10. The Bible says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no not one. A very simple verse that shows us that there is no perfect person here on earth. Nobody is born righteous, everyone is born a sinner. Bible says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no not one. Look at verse 23. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Very clearly, the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that includes everyone. Everyone here on earth is a sinner. It didn't matter where I lived, it didn't matter what I did. Every week, I had to realize that I was a sinner. And for anyone to be saved, you must realize that you are a sinner. And I didn't have any problem understanding that. Unfortunately, believe it or not, I was the naughty kid in my family. It was just me and my older brother. And he would sit in his room and draw pictures and do everything right and read books. I was the total opposite. I was crazy, believe it or not. (laughs) I would run around all day getting in trouble, throwing tantrums and everything else. I was kind of wild, but anyway. But I came to realize that, wow, I'm a sinner. And there's a way that I need to live that I'm not doing right now. So my dad explained to me the problem of sin. And then... He showed me something else, the penalty of sin, the penalty of sin. Go over a few chapters to Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. So just a few pages over in your Bible, Romans chapter 6, and let's look at the first part of verse 23, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. The Bible says, "For the wages of sin is death." Very simple. The wages of sin is death. The penalty, what someone deserves for their sin, is eternal death in hell. Well, you think about a supermarket, for example, like Quick Mart or a Nabas or something. Somebody who works there deserves to be paid at the end of the month or whatever. That's what they deserve. As sinners. The Bible says we deserve death. We deserve death in hell because of our sin. But the good news is the second part of that verse. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's where we find the payment for sin. That's letter C, the problem, the penalty, the penalty. Many then he explained to me the payment for sin. What did Jesus do so that I would not have to go to hell one day? The payment for sin, the free and wonderful gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It was freely given to us on the cross, and it must be freely received. Uh, how many of you enjoy getting gifts? At Christmas time, for example, everyone enjoys getting gifts. While salvation is the best gift that was ever given, uh, let's go over to John chapter fourteen. So we're in Romans. Go back a few books. The book of John, chapter fourteen, <clears throat> and verse six. Jesus paid the penalty for our Sin on the cross, he is the only way to heaven, the payment for sin. John chapter 14 and verse number 6. Why don't we have somebody go ahead and volunteer to read that? John 14, verse 6. I saw Levi's hand first. Go ahead and read that, Levi. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. No man cometh unto the Father. Very good. So in that verse, it shows us that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no child, no missionary kid comes to the Father, goes to heaven one day, but through Jesus Christ. Very important for us to remember. Let's go over to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. So we're in the book of John. Go over one book to the book of Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter number 16. There's a wonderful story here where God uses an earthquake to free Paul and Silas from prison. They were in jail for preaching the gospel. The Bible says that towards the end of this story, the watchman comes and asks them a very simple question. Let's see what he asks them. Acts chapter 16. And verse number 30, Acts chapter 16, and verse number 30. Somebody from the other team who wants to read that, Seth, go ahead. And he brought them up and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And that's exactly the question that he asked my dad 18 years ago. What must I do to be saved? The answer is very simple. Verse number 31, who wants to read... Verse number 31, Uh, go ahead, Amber. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Very good. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't believe on the fact that you're an MK. Don't believe on the fact that you're in church every service. No, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So what happens in this story is that this watchman and eventually his whole family, each made that decision to repent of their sins, to believe on Jesus Christ alone, to forgive them. And that's exactly the one-time decision that I made back in 2005. And if you're here today and you've never made that decision to be saved, then you can do that as well. So, as we think about the gospel safari, you know, any good safari has to start somewhere. There must be a specific place, a a specific gate perhaps to enter into the game park. Uh, Somebody has to drive and then the game drive can begin. The gospel safari starts with salvation. But after salvation, after that important decision, that one-time decision, there has to be some direction as well and where to go. So that's point number two there in your book, direction where to go. That is the key word uh, in this point as well, direction where to go. You know, if you think about a safari in a game park, you enter the gates, you pay the fees, you have your lunch and everything's ready to go. You must know where you are going. You get into a game park and there are many roads going all different directions. You have to know where you're going. The Gospel safari of life, we must choose to let Christ lead us and show us his will for our life. You know, after salvation, there are many decisions that have to be made. Uh, the decision to be baptized, the decision of where to go to college one day, the decision about who to marry one day. And you know, Jesus, he not only wants to be our savior, he wants to be your Lord as well. It's not about just getting saved and then, oh, I'm going to live my own life and I'm going to go where I want to go. No, Jesus must be your Lord. And as we finish this up, I want to talk about two different things as we think about direction, where to go. Uh, Letter A, there in your handout. His will for my life this week. Letter A. Jesus wants to lead you right here and right now, this week. And the key thoughts, really, about this is right now. So as you think about IBM camp. It's going to be a really fun week, so much going on. But at the same time, God wants to teach you something. God wants to show you something special from his word this week. God wants to lead you, each and every one of you, to take steps of faith, steps of spiritual growth in this week of camp. Uh, Maybe the next step for you is... Salvation. You're here right now and you've never been saved. That is the most important decision that you can ever make, to accept Christ to be your Savior. Uh, maybe the next step for you is deciding to faithfully read your Bible every single day. Read your Bible, pray every day. These are important steps for the Christian to take. And you know, as Christians... We are followers of Christ, disciples, and we need to be in the Bible, to be in prayer, even here at camp, so that Christ can lead us, even here this week. Go over to the book of Psalms, Psalm, we're going to look at chapter 25, alright, so right in the middle of your Bibles, Psalm chapter 25 simple verse here as we think about the idea of Christ leading us and showing us his will this week here at camp. So Psalm 25 and verse number 5, the Bible says, Lead me in thy truth, and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation, on thee do I wait all the day. Very important. This is the psalmist David speaking. And you know, I think if David needed God to lead him, and I think even we do as well here at IBM KCAM. So very important verse. Remember that? Psalm 25, verse 5. Lead me in thy truth. That's the word of God. He's asking God to teach him. He has a humble spirit. That God wants to teach me something this week. Yes, we're going to have a lot of fun. But at the same time, God wants to teach us something. And he wants to show us his will for each and every one of you this week, but also in the future. And that's letter B there in your handout. His will for my life in the future. His will for my life in the future. You know, God wants to lead you here at camp right now, in the next few days, but he wants to lead you when you go home, as well, with all the decisions that will come growing up. The gospel Safari begins with a decision, and it continues with a direction, the leading that God wants to do in your life. go ahead and turn over to John chapter number eight. <clears throat> Back to the New Testament. John, chapter number 8. And this verse shows us what a good disciple does in his life. John, chapter number 8, the Gospel of John. And verse number 31. So John, chapter 8, and verse 31. The Bible says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Let me read that again, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, they'd gotten saved, they believed in Christ. He said, if ye continue in my word, in the word of God, the Bible, then... Are ye my disciples indeed? In other words, if you want God to lead you in life, right here at camp, and after camp as well, then you must continue faithfully in the Word of God each and every day, and trust in His Word. Reading it every day, memorizing it. Don't just memorize verses here at camp. Go home and continue memorizing Meditating upon the scriptures. You know, growing up as a missionary kid, uh, perhaps it was expected that we would read our Bibles every day. But that was so important. I remember when uh, my brother and I were small, we began by reading just five to ten verses every day. That's where it started. So maybe you aren't used to, perhaps, Reading every day, just start small, five to ten verses a day, increase it, eventually a chapter or more a day. But our parents taught us to continue in the Word of God. And this week, you all have an opportunity to be immersed, to be submerged in the Word of God every day with personal devotions, the Bible lessons, memorizing verses, saying verses throughout the day. This is really good practice for what each and every one of us need to do for the rest of our lives. because Jesus said, "If we want to be disciples of Himself, we need to continue in the word of God." That's where we find direction for the future and for right now as well. So God has us here on a special journey. A special safari, a gospel safari. God has a work for each and every one of us to do. Uh, As we finish, let's go over to the book of Ephesians. And we're going to finish here this evening. The book of Ephesians, right in the middle of the New Testament. The book of Ephesians, and we're going to look at chapter number two. so everyone get there. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8, 9, and 10. Alright, so I want three different volunteers for verse 8, 9, and 10. So Brooklyn, Sabrina, and remind your name. Deborah. Okay, so go ahead, Brooklyn, read Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of all right, very good. So the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. The Gospel safari begins with salvation. Go ahead and read verse number 9. No works, lest any man should boast. And it's not of works. Salvation is not of works, it's by faith. But then after salvation, there's a work for each and every one of us to do. Go ahead and read uh, verse number 10. For me, I workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk. Very good verses there. Thank you very much. It says, we are his workmanship. Uh, We could put there, we are God's masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of you are special, created by God for good works even after salvation. And if you look there at the end of the verse, the Bible says, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This is a plan of God, a special plan for each and every one of you from right here at camp and for the rest of your lives. And so I trust that each and every one of us will be willing the next few days to be serious about the Word of God, to read it, to memorize it, to continue doing that even after camp because there is a special work that God wants each and every one of us to do. All right. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. We'll close in prayer. Heads bowed and eyes closed. No one looking around. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you're here today and you have never been saved. Uh, there's never been a time where you accepted Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Uh, God would love it for you to make that decision even tonight, to be saved. So if you're here tonight, just by raising your hand, you would say, I've never been saved, but I would love to make that decision to be saved here tonight. Is there anyone like that? Tonight, you would say, please pray for me. I've never been saved, but I need to make that decision. Second question, maybe you're here tonight and you are saved. There has been a time where you accepted Christ, to be your Savior. And you want to simply tell the Lord tonight to lead you in His truth right here at camp and also in the future. Is there anyone like that tonight who would say, please pray for me? I want God to lead me through His Word right here at camp and for the rest of my life. You may put those hands down. Lord, we do pray for all the campers here this week. We thank you so much, Lord, for bringing them lord i pray that amidst all the fun and activities pray lord that you would keep everyone safe and most importantly lord i pray that you would do a great work in all of the hearts this week lord i do pray if someone is here tonight who has never accepted christ to be their savior help them to understand the gospel this week and to trust jesus christ to be their savior lord i do pray for everyone to raise their hand this evening and All of us here, Lord, I pray that you would lead us in your truth. We thank you, Lord, for the Bible, that we can find direction for life right now and direction for life in the future. Lord, I pray that you would lead each and every one of these campers with all the decisions that you would have them to make here this week and uh, moving along as well. And Lord, I pray that we have that attitude all the time of staying in the Word of God. Lord, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for what it does in our lives. Pray that you would bless all of these campers as they continue on the spiritual safari this week. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Good job. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You know, I I like that, and I'm going to add a third point. He talked about you need to make a decision, and decisions are important. You need direction in your life. And you know.